morning, everybody. This is JC again. Welcome to my podcast. Podcast is entitled, I Don't Know What the Hell I'm Doing. And that is true in life. That is true with me. I'm a dad raising three kids, married a little over 20 years, trying to start a second dream business where I uh, decided in my mid-40s it would be a great time to leave, try and leave my career or at least try something new, which is e-commerce. The reason I try, I'm working on e-commerce is because I'm trying to not trade my time for money. So I, uh, a lot of people think, well, if you don't want to trade your time for money, don't get an hourly job, go get a salary. But in essence, when you're a salaried employee like I am, you're still trading your time for money. You're still expected to be on the job. You're still expected to be in the office. You're expected to be on calls all day, all night, all weekend. You're still expected to be at those business meetings, travel for the company, things of that nature, which is what I do. Um, when you have a online business, you're still going to be working seven days a week. But it's if you have it set up properly, which I'm working on, um, if you have it set up properly where you have virtual employees, virtual assistants, employees, um, taking care of the heavy lifting, the calls, the emails, the, the uh, um, inventory, the sales, the orders, and things of that nature, you don't have to be on the calls. You're not the point of information. You're not the... Uh, I'm trying to set it up where I am not where all the information flows and then comes out of. Uh, all the questions, all those kinds of things. And I got the idea from a book that I've read once and listened to the uh, audiobook once, and I'm, re- I'm re-listening to the audiobook again. It's called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. You, many of you guys know it. Some of you guys might not. I highly recommend you get it. You can go to youtube.com and type in The 4-Hour Workweek audiobook. There is one there, and you can just listen to it on your way to work. And I'm going through the audiobook for the second time. And what I love about this book is that he kind of breaks down the psychology of it first, you know, the psychology of working for yourself, uh, um, what you can do. what, uh, uh, And then he gives you the step by steps. Hey, do go here for to make a television commercial, go here to do white label business. Uh, um, I don't want to get into the details uh, of the book or too many of the details, but I highly recommend you go to it for our work week because it's helping me. And I am a slow learner. It ta- I am very, very literal. I probably mentioned this in podcasts before. When somebody explains something to me or saying something to me, if they're being hyperbolic, I'm going to have a hard time picking up on that because I visualize everything they say. So when they say turn right, I'm imagining myself turn right when they might have been making a joke and say turn left. Uh, um, I think some people call that gullible, uh, uh, which is me. I am a, just a crazy liberal person, L- literal person, not liberal, excuse me. I'm not trying to talk politics here. Uh, literal person, literal and whatever you say, I'm going to kind of see it, see it in my head. And many times I have to see it multiple times or do it myself for me to understand it. So I'm pretty sure a person who has got a a more open-mindedness or somebody who just understands what somebody's saying a little bit easier 
is going through and reading the book and hearing the book and following the steps a little bit easier than me because I am a moron. So with that said, that's why I'm going through the audiobook for the second time. That's why I've read the book once already. Um, and it takes me a long time to go through these things. Uh, to listen to an eight-hour audiobook can take me and will most likely take me weeks to if not months to go through it because there's times where I'm fired up and ready to listen to the audiobook and then there's times where I get in my car and I'm like, dude, I do not want to do this right now. All I want to do is listen to some music or listen to a funny video on YouTube or something something that will give me the distractions from the stresses of life. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't drink hardly at all. I do not smoke and I do not do drugs. I try and teach my kids not to do drugs. I don't know what your opinion is on drugs, but I think they are a gateway to a dark, dark, dark place in your life and in your mind that will not give you anything good. I try and teach my kids that if you're taking in, like smoking, for example, if you're breathing in something that's burning or from a vape machine um, straight into your lungs, it's it, that's artificial and wasn't supposed to be there in the first place. And there's nothing, there's no upside to it. And I tell my kids about tobacco. I'm like, there's nothing, there's no upside to it. You need to look at everything you do, or I try and look at everything I do, and I try and look for the upside. What's the upside? What's the downside? And arguments with my wife, things I'm trying to teach my kids, things I'm trying to buy. What's the upside? What's the downside? And if the upside outweighs the downside, then I try and move in that direction. Um, But going back to the book... Uh, uh, there's tons and tons of invaluable information about it. And for if you're a person like me who doesn't know what the heck they're doing, um, do it. Read the book, listen, order the book on Amazon. I don't know how much it cost me. It was like 20 bucks or something like that. I don't even remember. Um, and there's just tons and tons of real information in there. And it's really, really good. You can also tie into his podcast, which I have uh, uh, listened to a little bit of his podcast. I have not glued onto it, uh, mainly because just during the day, I'm just so busy with everything else. I do work a full-time job and I'm working very, very hard for my job to try and make this company into a better place, uh, financially speaking. Um, working very hard to, uh, get this company moving in a better direction. Um, I'll just leave it like that. So, with that said, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but the book is helpful. Uh, one of the things, I just moved from Southern California to uh, Katy, Texas. Um, another thing that I'm working on, too, is uh, I'm trying to join some networking groups, uh, entrepreneurship networking groups. I'm trying to find some e-commerce mentors, e-commerce bo- uh, groups around town. I'm having a little bit of trouble finding that uh, um, right now, but I'll join some groups. Um it's all about, in my head, and I don't do this enough, it's all about who you surround yourself with. Um, It's all about who you meet, who you come to know, and you never know what what kind of information or opportunities will come out of that. If you go to a networking group, and let's just say you want to learn how to be a better chef, better cook, because you you can't cook toast then you can't boil water, then I suggest that you 
uh, join a networking group on people who are wanting to do the same thing you're wanting to do. And together, y'all will make yourselves better. Uh, you'll become better cooks. Um, you'll become better chefs. Let's say you want to learn how to start an online business. Then join a group of people that are all trying to start an online business or have started an online business or have succeeded at starting an online business or failed at it. It doesn't matter because you're going to learn valuable information. Plus, just being around there, the, the collaboration you can get from that kind of stuff is just amazing. Uh, um, there's just no cost to it. So join those kinds of groups, join those kinds of industries, uh, um, networking groups, industries, things of that nature, and, and you'll see yourself grow so, so much. There's only so much time in the day. And when I sit there and I'm listening to a YouTube video, uh, I, I enjoy listening to the YouTube video. I enjoy learning from it. But at the same time, I'm kicking myself in the rear end saying, okay, stop listening to YouTube video and send that email out to that person at Fiverr and see what's going on, or stop listening to that YouTube video and figure out this problem, how to connect your Stripe account to your Shopify store, or stop listening to that YouTube video and how, and find somebody online that can help you build, um, that can help you build the website out a little bit better. Um, I find that if you break things down from big tasks to bunches of mini tasks, then it's easier to swallow. Like if you just go say, I need to build a website. Um, there's a lot to building a website. Um, there's the colors, the website design, the font, the what are you going to put in your website? Who are you going to use for your website? Email response system, uh, uh, payment processing system, depending on what you have. Are you selling a product? Or are you selling a service? Uh, um, the pictures, uh, where are you going to get your pictures? Where are you going to get your content? Where are you going to get the stuff that on the emails, the, the response emails, uh, the inventory, the inventory descriptions, all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure I'm leaving out a ton more. Uh, professional website designers probably will say. Uh, um, there's so much stuff that I just missed there that all that has to be done. So what do you do? You kind of just break it down. You break it down into today, I'm going to find... Um, an email response system. Tomorrow, I'm going to plug it in. Today, I'm going to find, uh, I want to sell this one product. And let's just say it's a tire iron. And you want to sell a tire irons on your tire iron website. Well, you need to find what tire iron you want to sell. You need to start your research. Are you going to sell tire irons? Are you going to drop your tire irons from Amazon.com? Or are you going to sell tire irons from a tire iron wholesaler? You got to figure that out. If you can find a tire iron wholesaler, are you going to house the inventory yourself or are you going to, are they going to drop ship for you? You're going to find those people. And there's, and if you don't know how to do it, then you're going to have to spend some time researching and figuring it out. You can hire uh, people to help you out. And I try and hire as many people as I possibly can. Um, like I said earlier, I quantified myself as calling myself a moron. I don't know how to do a lot of things. Um, so I don't want to spend a lot of time trying to learn how to do it to save some money. I'd rather spend $25 and get people to figure out how to figure out how to uh, give me the best pictures, quality pictures on my website on tire irons than, um, than me try and go get those pictures and edit them myself. And are these pictures free? 
to use? Where do these pictures come from? Am I going to get tired sued by the tire iron manufacturer? You know, uh, I, I don't want that for using their stuff. Uh, um, so th- there's so much to it. Hire individuals, hire people to help you um, figure out how to do the things that you don't know how to do. It, at work, I, I have this mantra, I hire my weakness. I don't hire my strengths. So at work, I'm good at selling. I'm good at talking. I'm good at customer service relationships. What I'm terrible at is my computer. What I'm terrible at is organization. What I'm terrible at is Microsoft Word or Excel spreadsheets. So I hire somebody to do Microsoft Excel spreadsheets for us, for me. Or I hire and when I and I'm very specific when I'm hiring somebody. I tell them I need help with this, 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 and this, this. Can you do it? Yes, I can. No, I can't. And then I make my decisions from there. And I literally tell them, if you're not good at these things, you need to learn how to do them quickly. And if they've got the go-getter attitude, they will. If they don't have that go-getter attitude, guess what? I'm going to get rid of them. And I'm going to move on to hiring somebody else until I find the right team around me. It's the same thing that I'm, it's the same technique I'm using when I'm building my online website. And um, it is that I'm hiring, I'm going through team members. You're good, you're not good, you're doing great, you're doing terrible. And I just hire and fire and hire and fire until I find the right people around me that I can trust for all my different projects. And it takes time. It takes weeks to months to years to build that team. There's nobody that's done it overnight. Nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Um, There are experts in the field that can build a website in 30 days and turn it into a money-making machine in 60 days. But they've also done it 15 times. They're not telling you that. They're not telling you that I've done it 15, 37 times uh, um, and my first 10 websites didn't make me any daggone money or my first website took me three years to launch uh, before it actually started to make money. Buy my course. You know, I think that's a great idea to buy their course. It's like reading a book. When I read a book, I'm taking somebody's, uh, I'm taking somebody's five years, 10 years, 20 years worth of learning and it's condensed into 400 pages, 300 pages, and I can bang out their knowledge into my head that they took 20 years to garner, to gather, and I can put that in my head over the course of a couple of days to a couple of weeks. That's fantastic. And that's what, I, that's what I'm trying to do. The YouTube videos do the same thing. But you could also spend too much time learning and not enough time applying. Um, paralysis by analysis. Uh, And that's when you just got to go in there and get your hands dirty and make mistakes so that you can feel them out for yourself. And hopefully by reading the book and watching the YouTube video or taking that course, uh, um, you will get you will get more experience out of it, but it will cost you less because you will avoid a lot of the errors that they made. That's that they talked about in their course or talked about in their book or in their YouTube video. So that's my little talk for today about this book, Four Hour Work Week. I love it. It is doing wonders in my life as far as helping me focus, helping me find time, helping me uh, adjust, uh, attack, adjust my problems and prioritize my problems, my issues, so I can do it. Um, 
I've launched a couple of websites to already to no avail. And yes, I do have an eBay store and my eBay store is slowly but surely growing is sales absolutely died in the month um, in the month of August for some reason and September. And yes, sales usually slow down, but they crater by like two thirds. I don't know why, but I'm trying to work it out. And I, I love having an eBay store, but honestly, the only people that are making money right now is eBay and my virtual assistants. But I'm still going. I did cut my my virtual assistant hours uh, because there was just no money in the PayPal account to continuously pay them the amount of money I was paying them. I was spending roughly $180 a week on uh, virtual assistants, but I wasn't making that kind of profit margin uh, and being able to pay for my software costs and being able to save money or set money aside to pay eBay. eBay just took $2,900 out of my PayPal account uh, just yesterday for their monthly costs. Um, you know, because eBay, when you sell something on eBay, in case you don't know this, they take a 9.15%. PayPal takes an additional 3% plus 30 cents per transaction. So, um, all of those fees have to be paid for. PayPal takes their money up front. P- uh, eBay takes their money on a monthly basis. Um, so roughly right off the bat, you've got to make, you've got to have a 13% break even point, um, 13% or higher just to break even. So your margin. So if I'm selling something for $10, I've got to add 13% to that. And that doesn't include my shipping cost doesn't include taxes, um, on top of that or $1.30. So I can't sell it for $10 or $11 or because if I sell it for 11 bucks, I'd lose money. On my wholesale cost is ten dollars. I got to sell it for at least eleven dollars and thirty cents, just to break even, and that's if that's if everything goes well. Um, what if the price on the thing changes, or what if there's a shipping cost, or what have you? Uh, these are all things you have to work out. But it is just like any business. You want to start a paint company. You want to start a pressure washing business. By the way, I'm gonna in the next coming weeks. I'm gonna be helping my 16-year-old son started pressure washing business. We were, we just moved into a new house here in Texas, and we were uh, um, uh, staining the fence. And we went and bought, you know, fence stain and all that kind of stuff, and and a, and a paint sprayer over the weekend over at Lowe's. And I was teaching him how to stain the fence because then now that's something he can offer to customers, is that I can also stain your fence. I can also clean your fence and stain it too. And I was teaching him how to do it. We did. He did a great job. I'm so proud of him. And we learned so much over the weekend and he's getting that little bit of independence. He's 16 years old and he's ready to go out and make some money. He's ready to go out into the world and and start making his mark a little bit, but he's also busy with school and baseball. So I don't want to overwhelm him too much. But at the same time, when I was 16 years old, I had a first job. One quick story and then I'll, and then I'll uh, cut this podcast short. My first job when I was 16 years old, was working at Chuck E. Cheese. Now, I was offered the job to be the mouse, you know, the mascot that goes around and plays uh, uh, with the kids at Chuck E. Cheese. And I didn't want to wear a costume. I thought that was lame. So I got the job at Chuck E. Cheese and I was working birthday parties. So I start my day and I work birthday parties. I was a party host. Uh, um, After that, I was cleaning up. When I was done being a party host on my shift or there's no parties, I was also serving pizza and cleaning up. Every night when I had to close the store, I worked till midnight cleaning. And 
the entire time I was working, I was running. I was moving right and left, right and left, cleaning up, serving people pizza and picking up kid bonnet and all this kind of stuff. It was a job and I was 16 years old. By the way, on my first job, my first day, I had a party I hosted. And when I was done with the party, the guy gave me a $20 tip, $20 bill. My head exploded. <gasps> he paid me $20? I get to keep it all? Oh my God, this working thing is awesome. I couldn't believe it. 16 years old, $20. That was a lot of money for me back then. Um, this was back in the 90s. So, um, and I didn't grow up with hardly any money at all. My, my parents were hardworking people, good people, but they didn't have very much money. Anyways, I did not be the party. I wanted to be, you know, I, I became a party host. I did not become the mouse. The entire time I'm running around, sweating my butt off, uh, running around like a goofball uh, at, at work, the party host is out there playing with the kids, having the greatest time. Doesn't have to clean up pizza, doesn't have to pick up vomit, doesn't have to do any of that kind of stuff. When he's tired of playing with the kids, he'd go sit in the back and eat some pizza and drink Coke. Just chill out. And he's still getting paid because we're all getting paid hourly. And then when he's done eating a slice of pizza or two and cooling off because it is a little hot in there, God only knows what it smells like inside that uh, uh, costume, he'd put the head back on and he'd run back out there and play with the kids again for another half hour or so. He'd dance around and play in the ball, uh, the ball box with all those little balls and play video games with the kids. He just had a fantastic time. So the moral of the story is just because you think a job is lame doesn't mean that it really is. I learned something very valuable that day. Don't go, don't immediately make a decision on something without evaluating what it truly is. I learned that the party host has an easier job. He doesn't have to clean. When he was done with his job, he hung up his costume and he walked out the door. Fat and happy. He got paid hourly. Now, I made more money than him because I got to collect tips. But I also worked at least twice as hard. And I was always working till midnight cleaning the store. And he was out the door when the store closed at 10. He was out the door at 10.05. See what I mean? So there's a difference in that. So my the moral of the story, again, is to evaluate what the job is or what the thing is. Stare at it for a little bit. Think about it for a minute or two, day or two, week or two, and then make a decision. That is my story. That is my podcast for today. Love you guys. I hope all the best for you. Good luck in all your future endeavors, and I'll see you next time. Later.